Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to, or to, a special episode of the GX WrestleCast and the season finale of the GX PlusCast. And yes, I am calling, this is going to be the season finale, though I haven't been doing this for one whole year, a whole rotation. I felt like WrestleMania weekend, and we'll cut it off the season finale with a wrestling award show. So that is what we're going to be doing here today. Going to be giving out a handful of best of and worst of awards for the wrestling year that I've been watching over the last, well, since I started this podcast in June or July or whatever. So everything that I've been recording and everything that's been written down, I've been taking notes all throughout the year. And whenever a match really stands out, I put it down in the best of the year categories and um yeah now it's time i'm gonna start handing out awards and it's going to be a lot of fun so before we start off with the awards since this is the season finale if uh if you've been listening to this podcast over the last since i began this darn thing or if you're new here regardless of any of that if you're listening to this right now thank you thank you very much for listening and supporting the podcast i mean I'm doing this as a hobby. It's just something that I I wanted to add to something. I've already I already love wrestling, video games and hockey and I just needed an outlet for me to talk about it to someone that isn't my wife who I I probably bore day in and day out with useless information on those three things, but I know a lot of people out there in the world love that stuff as much as I do and will search out podcasts to listen to this kind of stuff and I couldn't sit here I couldn't decide on what I wanted to single, like, I couldn't pick one podcast, I couldn't pick one topic to talk about, I wanted to talk about more than one thing, and since it cost a lot of money, well, not a lot of money, but they wanted money for each individual podcast, I said, F that noise, I'll just do all three in one, hence the name, the GX Plus Cast, it used to be GX Hockey Plus Cast, but I felt like that's just too long, and it kind of it might scare off some people who think it may just be a hockey podcast which it is for 33 percent of it but the other 66 percent it's video games and wrestling so yes thank you everyone so much for listening and i would love for us to build a little fun community here of little of 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 nerds and people who love the same things that i do even if if you don't love all three of the things if you love one of the three things two of the three things or maybe you don't even like any of the three things and then i would have to ask why are you here but like respectfully like is what what are you into what, what am i doing anyway uh but i just love i just need an outlet to talk and um I mean, if anyone finds any of this that I'm doing semi-entertaining, I mean, uh, again, thank you so much for for listening and and all that. But um, yeah, I'll say it before we get started. um, If you want to send in any questions related to video games, hockey, or wrestling, you can send in questions if you want me to answer them on the podcast. Highly um, encourage you to do that. Don't be shy. That's all good. And if you have any suggestions for, um, I have a new series that'll be coming out for, well, not really a new series. It's part of the G. GX GamerCast, going to be starting up a Versus, so I'm going to be doing the first one of those, is going to be Ratchet and Clank versus Jack and Daxter on the PS2, so I'm going to put those two games up against each other, I haven't played either of them in a very long time, and I wanted to see how um, how they still stack up, which one maybe aged better, if one just doesn't stack up to the other anymore, I thought it'd be a lot of fun, because I was just randomly playing both of them at the same time, and I thought, well, this is kind of interesting, so I'm going to do an episode on that, if you have any like really cool versus ideas, I have 
another one. A triple threat, in fact. It's going to be the PlayStation 3 versus the Wii versus the 360. So one of the... I feel like the last like major console war where they all kind of came out around the same time and I grew up in that like right in the mix of that was when I was like hardcore gamer I had all three of them so I want to go back and revisit those three consoles so that is a versus I have in the works that'll be coming out at some point. I'm looking forward to doing those series. It's going to be a fun Season 2 of the GX Plus cast. So, with that being said, let's get into the finale of Season 1 and let's get into the Wrestling Awards for this year of the GX WrestleCast. So, where do we... I want to begin. Let's start with something a little bit fun. So, with any of these awards, you want to send me in who you think should have won the award or who you would have given the award to if they weren't nominated... Be, be my guest. This is just my my awards. It's all it's just all based on what I watched this year, how I felt about each wrestler. So it's just my opinion. It isn't fact or, or anything like that. It's just for fun. So if you want to do it, I highly encourage doing one of these yourself. It's a lot of fun uh, just kind of tracking through all the wrestlers and be like, oh, who had a good year? Who had a bad year? Who was really good at this and who was really good at that? So I'm going to go through a bunch of categories, best and worst of. going to go through the nominees and then we're going to give out the winner. So let's start with... The worst promos of the year. So you can call this an award or you can call this whatever you want to call it. Worst promo of the year. So our nominees are Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey, Mustafa Ali, the whole entirety of the schism, Brock Lesnar. And the winner goes to, for the worst promos of the year... Liv Morgan. So, with that be so, Liv Morgan, I hated her SmackDown Women's Championship run. I thought it was god-awful. I hated every second of it. Until basically the final week or two, leading up to her losing that title at Extreme Rules, she started getting some sort of thing going, but her promos were so mediocre. They were so... They were worse than mediocre. They were awful. They were just so emotionless. They were so unconfident. She felt just... It was bad, man. I really really had a just I hated watching Liv Morgan as the SmackDown Women's Champion yes she has definitely improved since losing that championship she's gotten better but her promos though they're better than they were during her SmackDown Women's Championship run they're still pretty bad and she does more uh promos week to week than any of the other nominees for this so worst promos of the year Liv Morgan Let's go to the worst gimmick of the year. So gimmick means what's your shtick? What's your theme? So uh, do you, are you a mechanic? Do you come out and do mechanic things all the time? That's what a gimmick is. So the worst gimmick of the year. Our nominees are Hit Row, Swerve Strickland, Emma, just Emma, Schism making their second appearance already. And Mustafa Ali making his second appearance already. And the award for the worst gimmick of the year goes to... The Schism! Yay! I mean, boo? I don't know. It's it's not good to win this award. So, worst gimmick goes to the Schism acting like a bunch of... I mean, on paper, it sounds fine. They're doing a culty kind of deal. And they're talking about a whole bunch of mumbo-jumbo. The problem is, not one single time has their promos really gotten me going honestly they could have won worst promos of the year because theirs are pretty bad for the most part sometimes they're they're like 
they're well delivered at times, but it's so boring. It really just isn't hasn't done a single thing for me the whole entire year. Gacy or whatever his name, he has gone from wearing pants to underwear, so that's been his big evolution over this this last year. So yeah, worst gimmick of the year is gonna go to Schism. Mustafa Ali, I mean Bro barely has a gimmick right now. He's been gimmick hopping for like seven times over this last year. So he's pushing it. He was a definitely a close second place in Hit Row. Thankfully, that we haven't seen a whole lot of Hit Row lately. But, oh man, has been Hit Row has been terrible as well. But worst gimmick of the year, I'm going to give it to the Schism. Congratulations. Uh, my favorite gimmick of the year. So let's get into some. Of, I don't. I'm not going to give out a lot of bad awards. We're gonna we're gonna save worst match of the year for the finale. But um, let's go into some of the good awards. So best best gimmick of the year, or at least my favorite gimmick of the year. The nominees are the acclaim doing the scissoring thing. I mean, oh my god, it has been. Oh wow, uh, Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has has a lot of gimmicks going on. The Wizard, the Ocho, the Demo God, you name it. Chris Jericho is nominated for sure. Orange Cassidy as the Mister Cool, kind of the um, oh Matthew McConaughey of the wrestling world. Sami Zayn as the honorary USO. I mean, oh my goodness. And I will finish it out. This is kind of this one may not go with a lot of people, but I found I just loved the, I love this gimmick. I love the way that he's been doing it all year. And that is XCon Dom, right? Dom Mysterio, man. I mean, it is as shocking as I mean. I I hated Dom Mysterio. Well, hate is a strong word. I disliked Dom Mysterio as a babyface. It was just lame. The heel turn went way, 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 way better than I ever thought it could have. And I've just been and just so entertained on a week to week basis with with Dom Mysterio. So I had to give him a nomination. May not may not tickle everybody's pickle Dom Mysterio, but man, I've been I've been really really impressed with Dom Mysterio. So, the award for my favorite gimmick of the year goes to the acclaimed. I mean, Scissor Me Daddy has just it has taken off to a whole different level. The how funny it is every single week and included on that you got Max Caster delivering a, I would say, 90% of the time he is delivering a rap that makes me giggle, it makes me laugh a lot, and man, you add in daddy ass as well, and you got this this older gentleman, this legendary Billy Gunn doing the scissoring, I mean, oh, it has... It has essences of old school DX. It's incredibly silly. It's incredibly funny. And I'm going to give it my favorite gimmick of the year, the acclaimed and daddy ass. I'm throwing him in there for scissor me. I mean, wow. What a fantastic gimmick took the wrestling world by storm this year by yes, just yes. All right, let's move on now to the best entrance of the year. I kind of threw this one in a little late, so didn't really have like all a whole bunch of time to really stew on this one. But over the last couple weeks, I've been putting some thought into this one. So best entrance of the year, your nominees are The Judgment Day, with Edge or without Edge, both of those. That's They're all included. The Acclaimed, John Moxley. Cody Rhodes, Seth frickin' Rollins, and the House of Black. Entrance of the year goes to... This is a tough one. I'm thinking about it. 
I'm going to give it to the House of Black. I'm giving it to the House of Black. This is a little bit of recency bias because, damn, their recent uh, entrance was just outstanding. But it, it really hits home for me. I mean, the music is right up my alley. It is metal as fuck. It's dark. It's a little bit scary. They come out with these awesome outfits, really cool masks. It's intimidating. It's really freaking cool. Lights go down. And yeah, it really, I fucking really, really enjoy these in uh, these entrances. Really awesome. They do kind of two versions of it. They have a bunch of versions where they're like the House of the Black Throne or some shit, whatever. Both of them are just awesome entrances. I really enjoy them. John Moxley's, I mean, goddamn. I love I love his the energy that he brings to the crowd when he just he's just walking through the crowd, badass is all hell. John Moxley is a close second place. Seth Rollins was a little bit higher, but over the last little few months here, I feel like the the chanting, the 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 crowd singing his song and stuff's getting a little bit forced so he moved down my my list a little bit there but best entrance for me i'm giving it to the house of black because that shit is just so badass and let's go for most improved so the wrestler that i feel over this last few like six to eight months however long i've been doing this podcast now has just really impressed me and i feel like has just gotten better and better over the last season we'll call it so your nominees are Daniel Garcia, Ricky Stocks, Angelo Dawkins, Dom Mysterio, and Hank Walker. And the winner for most improved wrestler of the season goes to Angelo Dawkins. I mean, I don't even care, man. I got to give this guy so much respect. He has lost a ton of weight over the last year. He continues to get better in the ring, and I feel like he is still underrated. He, um, Even though he's got Montez Ford beside him, and Montez Ford, he looks like someone that could that has the potential to become like a megastar in the wrestling business. You look at Montez Ford, he's got the charisma out the yin-yang. I mean, the charisma, the the... Wow, I mean, this dude is off the chains. He is entertaining as hell. He's got a just he's at he's so athletic. He's got a fantastic wrestling body. He can do it all. He's got everything going for him. And I feel like for the longest time, everyone was like, "Oh, well, it's only a matter of time before Montez Ford sheds Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford goes on to stardom." But hold on, wait a second, because I think Angelo Dawkins over the last. Even this has been going on for a while now, but Angelo Dawkins has just every single week I see a little bit of an improvement, continues to get in more and better shape. He continues to be just as entertaining as Montez for. I mean, that eh, coming down the ring all every week, he brings the energy, man. I really, really enjoyed Angelo Dawkins, and I think he's improved so very much. And honestly, man, like I had to give this to Dawkins, even though, I mean... Dom Mysterio has just blown me away at how impressive he is. I give him a little bit... um, I'm going to give it to Dawkins mostly because, I mean, Dom Mysterio grew up in a wrestling family. I feel like he's he's got a really good start. He's young, and I feel like he had a good start. I feel like Dom's always been pretty solid in the ring overall, so... I'm going to give it to Angelo Dawkins, but Dom Mysterio, man, he had one hell of a increase over the last year, especially on the microphone, man. I feel like he's been a really, really good heel for the WWE, and I'm looking forward to see what he's going to be able to do over the next year. So we'll see. Maybe we'll see Dom again in the most improved. Maybe he wins it this time. 
underrated female wrestler of the year. Our nominees are EO Sky of Damage Control, Piper Nevin, Zoe Stocks, and Selena Vega. So most of these nominees are going to be in and around four to six nominees. Just some of them were easier to find more underrated. But anyway, your winner for the most underrated female wrestler of the year. For me, this one's easy. It is Selena Vega. I think Selena Vega should be a superstar in the WWE. I think she is incredibly talented in the ring. We rarely get to see her in the ring. I think she's a fantastic promo. Again, you don't get to see her enough or even barely at all doing a promo i think she's an unbelievable heel she can even i've even seen her playing a pretty decent baby face i thought maybe for a second there in the royal rumble she had a pretty good spot there she was dressed up like the street fighter i think she's in that video game anyway i thought maybe this was going to be an opportunity for her to get more exposure but really haven't seen a whole lot of her she's with legato right now which i think is a fantastic fit but she kind of seems to be background noise for for that group, and we don't even get to hear her talk all that much. I think Selena Vega is fantastic, and I think the WWE is wasting wasting time with Selena Vega. I think she should be a main player as one of she should be like the main heel female in the WWE. I think she has that potential. I think she would kill. I think she would kill that role. Fucking Selena Vega. Use her more WWE underrated male wrestler of the year your nominees are ricochet chad gable blade and anofe tag team dijak dijakovic is that his last name i have no idea dijak dijakovic whatever dijak and giovanni vinci your winner for the underrated male wrestler of the year goes to this is a tough one. Oh, uh, I'm going to go with Jack. I'm going with my boy Jack, man. I think this guy is super underutilized. Um, whenever this guy gets an opportunity to go in the ring, he blows me away. And I've been, I've been a fan of this guy ever since I saw him and Keith Lee going at it. This was like three years ago. And Jack went away. He was in that terrible stable with Mustafa got out of that and now he's just die jack he's just a badass guy wearing a leather jacket and black aviators just looks cool but this dude is incredible in the ring he's like six foot seven lanky as fuck but he moves around the ring like a cruiserweight i think he's a solid promo not amazing or anything but he can get the job done and for the wrestling that i've seen this guy do over the year he could put on a solid to great match with damn near anybody big guys little guys medium-sized guys even guys that can't wrestle for shit he will put on a good match with them dijak dijakovic my most underrated male wrestler of the year you keep it going dijak i feel like lately he's picking up a little bit of momentum there on nxt so i'm hoping for some big things there for him but all of these guys man i mean giovanni vinci might be he oh man he is so good for that little bit of a teaser i got there of him being a single star in nxt dude his wrestling is amazing promo it's whatever but dude giovanni vinci is an incredible wrestler blade nanofe i love those guys as a tag team rarely get i want to see more of them 
their gimmick it's whatever but uh man they're good wrestlers chad gable i mean love the gimmick i think he's hilarious for the most part sometimes it's a little bit annoying but that that kind of goes with his gimmick but in ring man chad gable is an olympic wrestler and when you watch this guy in the ring sometimes you might forget that he is not because he's but i think it's mostly because of the gimmick you don't get to see him wrestle enough but when he does wow i mean wow chad gable and ricochet i mean year after year this guy just he i think this is the best i've best opportunity i've seen him in a while i mean him and braun Strowman look like they could do some special things as a tag team but all those guys i feel are extremely underrated i'm gonna go with dijack on this one but any of those guys i feel like they're almost all in the exact same playing field let's go with stable of the year so stable being i'm gonna i classify it as a group of three wrestlers or more um a tag team with a manager i i'm gonna classify that more as a tag team instead of a stable but stable of the year you got the elite kenny omega and the young bucks death triangle with um you got ooh, oh boy i shouldn't have done this uh, ray ray phoenix penta and that little bastard the little pack there you go pock J-A-S, the Jericho Appreciation Society. I'm not even going to try to remember all the people in that one. It's got Chris Jericho, Danny Garcia, fucking Sammy Guevara, uh, the funny guys, Parko, uh, Parker and Angelo. I mean, oh, the bloodline. I got to I gotta give it to the bloodline. I mean, the Usos, Sami Zayn's getting thrown in there because he was with them for the most part. And, of course, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. And then the Brawling Brutes. I mean, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Ridge Holland, and... Butch. They're calling him Butch, but he's always going to be Pete Dunn to me. And the winner for Stable of the Year. I'm going to have to... I've got to give it to the Bloodline, bro. I have to give it to the Bloodline for... They basically held up SmackDown over the last year. Sami Zayn and the Usos in particular, with all their great wrestling, fucking phenomenal, funny promos. Roman Reigns did his thing, but he's mo- he was a part-time wrestler for the most part of this year. And Paul Heyman, got to give him a shout-out. I mean, excellent promos with everybody. He's one of the best promos in the business. You'll you'll see that a little bit later on. But Paul Heyman, The Usos, Sami Zayn, Solo Sokoa. I mean, got a shout-out, Solo Sokoa. I mean, he's come up to the to the main roster from NXT and he's been one of the bright spots one of the rare call-ups call-ups from NXT that's actually been very very successful and the and the future looks really bright for Solo Sokoa I've heard some some ideas floating out there that I could be some really interesting things the future is going to be very interesting for Solo Sokoa so I'm going to give the stable of the year the bloodline even though yes I understand not everybody likes this especially the fact that Roman Reigns is still the champion people are definitely getting burned out with that but I think they've done a really good job man especially with the storytelling that's gone on with the bloodline I think and I mean, playtime, they're on television week after week, sometimes multiple times per week. They're making Monday and Friday night appearances. And I mean, Sami Zayn, the Usos, Solo, they killed it on pretty much every single appearance. I I gotta give it to them. Stable of the year, the bloodline. Let's go with the female tag team slash trios of the year because I'm not going to lie. It was a little bit difficult finding real, like, legitimate tag teams and trios in the women's division right now. So, the nominees are Damage Control, Toxic Attraction, even though they've split up, they were for the most part together throughout this season, Chance and Carter, 
and Anna J and Ty Mello of Jericho Appreciation Society. So I'm drawing some straws here. I'm probably missing a lot of female wrestling, uh, especially tag teams that's going on in on AEW Dark and Elevation. I just don't have the time to keep up with the, that stuff every single week. So more than likely a lot of wrestling, but I easily got to give this to Damage Control. I mean, wow, uh, what a group! Uh, Bringing back EO Sky and Dakota Kai has been fantastic. I was, I'm was i a huge EO Sky fan. I love her. I think she is fantastic, and she's been a great addition. And Bailey has been... Uh, she's been really, really good. Really entertaining. I love her as the heel. I think she's been doing really, really good work. <coughs> Almost underrated work, I would say. So, female tag team slash trio of the year. I'm going to give it to Damage Control. If Toxic Attraction didn't have their... Kind of unfortunate fallout with Mandy Rose kind of getting let... Well, she got fired from the WWE. I feel like they had a really good chance of winning it. Because I, I really like Toxic Attraction now. That whole thing is is blown up and separated. But I thought it was a really good one. Alright, and let's move on now to the Male Tag Team of the Year Award. And your nominees are... Top Flight. The Usos. There's going to be a lot of these in here. Uh, the Lucha Bros. The Young Bucks, The Acclaimed, and FTR. And the winner for Male Tag Team of the Year goes to... And this is this is probably one of the tougher ones for me, but I'm going to give it to the Usos. I mean, the uh, I mean, just the importance. I almost an MVP in the WWE is the Usos, and I feel like over the last handful of years they've been getting kind of the short end of the stick, getting tossed onto pre-shows, getting tossed onto pre-show on WrestleMania, and finally, only finally this year they get a main event night of WrestleMania, which I feel is beyond deserved for how many amazing tag team matches they've had over the years with you name them they've had excellent tag team matches with every single major tag team that has come through there they may be a little bit stale for people with all the super kicks and stuff like that but Usos arguably I should put them in in the most improved as well because promo wise they've been excellent entertainment wise they've been out of control um I have to give it to the Usos man in terms of all all around I think they just kind of check check every box. Promos have been out of control. Not saying that any of those other tag teams weren't. I just feel like the importance, like, imagine what SmackDown would have been like without the Usos there. Like, oh my god, can you imagine, like, we wouldn't have had the Usos and Sami Zayn. I feel like that chemistry was just so good. I don't know if SmackDown would have been watchable without the Usos on it, man. And I just think back to all the times that... The Usos have been done dirty. All those fantastic matches that people probably didn't get a chance to watch because they were on pre-shows. I mean, I'll always remember the some of the New Day matches they had on pre-show. And I would say that those were the best matches of the whole entire pay-per-view. And it was on the pre-show. Like, they've just been so consistent. The Usos, they rarely ever let me down in matches. I'm going to give my tag team of the year. The male tag team of the year is going to go to the Usos. Well done, Usos. Well done. Just well freaking done. And let's go and do the best promos of the year. So this one's pretty fun. I'm going to nominate John Moxley, MJF Baby, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman, Paul Heyman, Cody Rhodes, and Brian 
Danielson. And the award for best promos of the year, if you've been watching wrestling, this is probably an easy one, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman. I mean, without a doubt, this guy has been putting on some of the greatest promos I've ever seen. He's doing some of the greatest heel work that I've ever seen. Some of the stuff that he does in the crowd, especially when the cameras are turned off, are shocking a little bit. I mean, pouring water on a child, stealing people's stuff, flipping them off, getting right in their faces, chirping them, spitting on them, calling them fucking ugly, and like, oh my god, dude, MJF is incredible. And then whoever he wants to get into a promo with, he beats everybody. He is the best promo, I think, in the business right now. Toe-to-toe, he can go with anybody. I would love, a dream promo would be MJF versus John Cena. I would love to see those two go at it. That would be incredible, but... Dude, I I don't know how many double, triple thumbs up I have given out to MJF for his promos. Excellent promos, man. You have to go out, and if you're not already watching AEW and what Maxwell Jacob Friedman is doing for for wrestling, I mean, he is blurring the lines of reality so well. Like, at this point, I have no idea. Like, Maxwell Jacob Friedman may just... He's one and the same. He he is living the gimmick. He is the gimmick. He is Maxwell Jacob freaking Friedman, baby. But a ton of respect for Jon Moxley. Time in, a t- time in and time out putting on just some of the most intense, fantastic promos out there. I mean... MJF and John Moxley—they're both on AEW, and for the mo- for a good good portion of it, you're probably getting a promo out of both of them in one single night, and it is a treat. It is a downright treat. Okay, and now we'll go back to some of the worst awards again. So let's go to worst matches of the year. So your nominees are—and I cheated a little bit here. Liv Morgan, well actually no, I didn't. I, I fixed it. Never mind, I didn't cheat. Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. Shotzi versus Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Brock Lesnar versus Almost. This is a very recent one at WrestleMania 39. Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley at Elimination Chamber. And the winner for the worst match of the year goes to Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley at Elimination Chamber. I am shocked that Almost's match was just ever so slightly more palatable than the Bobby Lashley one. I think it's because the expectations for Almost versus Lesnar, for me personally, were so low that I I don't think they really could have hit that bar. It was so low. And uh, yeah, I think I gave them the benefit of, of the doubt there a little bit. Out of Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, I expected a little bit more out of them, and they did not deliver whatsoever. That's kind of the thing with Brock Lesnar matches. Sometimes they deliver, and they're awesome. For the most part, though, like, especially for me, I've seen a lot of Brock Lesnar matches. They're virtually all copy and paste, except sometimes you can tell Brock Lesnar is super duper not into it and just wants to get the hell out of here, go home and eat a moose. But, uh, yeah, that match was a huge letdown, and it's going to get the worst match of the year. So, now that we've gone through the worst matches, let's go through my 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10... 11, 12 best matches of the year. So um, none of these are in order except for the last one because that is the only one that I gave a 9.5 out of 10. All the other ones were 9 out of 10 matches. So let's go. Let's start off with number 12. Brian Danielson versus Takeshka on Dynamite and Los Angeles Forum. I mean, that is a that was a fight on, on free TV. Outstanding Takeshka. 
I love this guy, and this was at a point when Brian Danielson was going off on a week-to-week basis, just having fantastic matches, and Takeshka was one of my favorite ones. Number 11, we'll go with the Elite versus Death Triangle match 6 of 7, the Falls Count Anywhere match on Dynamite. Wow. These guys had a best of seven series. Of course, it went all seven matches, and they progressively got better and better and better. And once we got to match six, they started adding in some really awesome stipulations. Falls count anywhere. The Elite versus Death Triangle. I mean, oh my god, dude. The level of talent in the ring. If if you are bored of watching tag team wrestling in the WWE, and you haven't watched some AEW trios wrestling or tag team wrestling, oh my god. No better place to start than the Elite and Death Triangle. And why not have two of them? Because next is going to be the Elite versus Death Triangle in match 7 of 7. The ladder match on Dynamite in the LA Forum. That was a great Dynamite. But I I give it a little bit of an edge because it's a ladder match. Personal favorite match of mine. I love a ladder match. And oh my god. Like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Lucha Bros, and Pac in a ladder match. Like, oh my god, the, mm, it was so good. It delivered all the way. Like, the only reason it wasn't like a 9.5 or a 10 out of 10 is because I've seen these two guys, these two groups fight so many times that, you know, I was getting, it's a little bit burned out, and sometimes there's just way, way too many near falls, and way, it just kind of waters down the offensive times, but oh my god, dude, it's incredibly impressive just outrageously impressive and here's another ladder match face of the revolution ladder match on dynamite i mean it's a ladder match dude and it's got a lot of people in it it was out of control good we got uh ftr versus the briscoes and dog collar match this is the only match that i watched that this is not a aew or a wwe match this was a ring of honor match and I had to throw it in there, not just because that one of the Briscoes passed away this year. It was an actual outstanding war of a match. It was insane. If you have not seen FTR and or the Briscoes, I mean, that was one of the that was one of the cherry on tops to a fantastic, sadly shortened career. But um, oh my god, that match really blew me away. It's definitely worth going out of your way to check it out, as long as you're not squeamish. Definitely not a match for children, but wow, that match was out of control. We got our second appearance for Takeshka. This one, Takeshka versus John Moxley on Rampage. I mean, oh, a little bit of a time frame there where every Rampage was kicking off with a John Moxley match. And this was probably one of my favorite ones, if not my favorite. Takeshka versus John Moxley. <gasps> they just beat the ever living shit out of each other for like 10, 15 straight minutes. Balls to the wall, out of control. Phenomenal match. We got the Brawling Brutes versus Imperium and the Donnybrook match at Extreme Rules. I mean, holy shit, dude. Um, this is one of these are one of the rare teams, rare groups of wrestlers that actually get to go stiff with each other. They legitimately beat the fuck out of each other, and they prove it because at the end of those matches, they got welts all over their bodies, they got hand marks all over their bodies, they got bruises, you name it. It is brutal. And this one was a lot of fun. It had the gimmick of the the Donnybrook, which basically it was a bar fight. They weren't in a bar, but it had a whole bunch of bar-themed stuff. You had a, a actual bar. You had stools. You had all the hoopla. I thought it was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed that match. 
We got the NXT Women's plus the Women's UK Championship Unification Triple Threat Match. This one just blew me out of the water. I had no idea that this was going to be this good. So, Satamura was taking on Mandy Rose versus Davenport. And as far as I can recall, I have not seen Davenport in a match since or in the WWE since. But... I wanted more of her. This match was I feel I feel like from memory this was kind of put together last second as a triple threat match and it was outstanding. It was absolutely outstanding. This is why like this is one of the reasons why I was so saddened when Mandy Rose left because it was shortly after this match I believe and I was like, "Wow, this was by far the best match I've ever seen Mandy Rose in." She was fine in the ring before, but this one I was like, "Wow, maybe this is like the beginning of her really kind of getting out of that shell and becoming like a really just incredible wrestler and wow mandy that i think her, her name i can't remember her first name but davenport wow please come back whoever wherever you are i need to see more of you and satamura i mean the final boss she is incredible to watch what a what a legend she is and wow she really really tied the room together in that match i mean spectacular and then we go to the other side of it this one was one of the most brutal matches i saw this year but um the coffin match, Darby Allen versus Brody King at Quake at the Lake. I mean, oh my goodness gracious, you got Darby Allen, one of the most reckless, just throws his body out there. Oh, just brutal. Sometimes look at you can't watch his matches sometimes. His falls and his selling. I mean, it's not even selling because he's just taking legitimate nasty falls and bumps and stuff, but Brody King. When this match got announced, I was like, oh, dear God. Like, Brody King may actually kill Darby Allen. Like, Brody King, he is one of my one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, he is just such... A, I love watching that guy wrestle. He goes in there and just beats the shit out of people. And you can't help but smile. Because, like, you can tell that he is getting the joy. The crowd loves it. The chops that he puts down on people brutalizes people. He absolutely brutalizes people. And when he went down on injury, he was gone for a while. He just recently returned. And, oh, my God, I miss that guy so much. I can't wait. Like, he start, he's started off a little bit slow, but he's getting the momentum back. I believe they're champions right now of me recording this. So, Brody King versus Darby Allen Again, another match. If you're squeamish, if, you're, if you don't like that kind of stuff, the hardcore wrestling this is a very hardcore match um don't watch it but if you like that stuff oh my god are you in for a treat next up we got brian danielson versus sammy guevara in the two out of three falls match on dynamite i mean again just another match that pay-per-view quality for aew if you're like a hardcore wrestling fan you know how talented these two are this is like a wrestlemania sleeper gem show stealing match right here these two are incredible in the ring sammy guevara he's a rookie he's young well not a rookie but he's young he's a young wrestler he's still got a lot to learn some maturity to build up to but wow what a what an excellent match this was i'm not the biggest two out of three falls kind of guy um I like them much, much more than an Iron Man match. I just find most two out of three ma uh, two out of three fall matches are very predictable. One guy gets a fall, the other guy gets a fall, and then it just becomes a standard singles match. But these two blew me away. I mean, Brian Danielson this year. I mean, he was putting on clinics for months trying to get his hands on MJF, and man, he went through so many incredible matches. This was just one of the few that he put on that just blew me away. But Gotta give my props to Sammy Guevara. I mean, sometimes he is 
I mean, not just sometimes. He, the guy is incredible in the ring. Sometimes, though, he does make mistakes. He still maybe is biting off a little bit more than he can chew at times. He can be a little bit reckless, a little bit dangerous. And uh, But damn, what an excellent match that was. We got... What else do we got left? What do we got left? All right, let's do... I got another WWE one. Even I, I know it may be a little AEW heavy on this list, but that's just mostly for preference. I mean, AEW to me is still kind of new even though it's been around for three four years now it's still just so refreshing for me because i've been watching a very very mediocre wwe product for a long time and aew coming in with these fresh-eyed new guys it's been really a treat for me to watch but wwe is still capable of putting on some phenomenal matches and I mean, this one just recently really just knocked my socks off. The Fatal 5-Way North American title match at NXT Stand and Deliver. I mean, oh, wow. This one was a treat for me. I mean, I was... When this got announced, I was like, this, is, this one might be too much. This might be too rich of a match. Like, there might be too much talent. Too much of the same style of talent. Meaning, like, this is basically... A group of oh, just really talented cruiserweights, basically. Without calling them cruiserweights, you got yeah, JD McDonough, Axiom, Dragon Lee, Wesley, and one other guy that I'm blanking on. I apologize, but oh my god, dude, it's like watching the old like WCW early 2000s. Uh, WWE when Rey Mysterio got there like cruiserweight matches I loved the cruiserweight I love cruiserweight matches they're so much fun and these guys like just brought me back to that and wow man JD McDonough there he is Druganov Ilya Druganov was in that match that guy those two JD McDonough Ilya Druganov I think they might be two of the most talented guys in the WWE JD McDonough might be the all my might just be the most talented all around i think he's got excellent promos insanely good in the ring young he's got it all charisma confidence everything i think he's the total package one of the best wrestlers in the business in my eyes but that was an outstanding match a real good showcase for the young and up-and-coming wrestlers for nxt the nxt's kind of went through a bit of a lull there they they rebranded, went to NXT 2.0, got rid of a lot of the older veteran guys and brought in a lot of new talent. And it's taken a long time for a lot of that talent to develop, kind of get some character building. And, and now it's really starting to flourish. It's starting to reap some rewards. And I think NXT is doing a good job now. I feel like they're out of that rebuild stage. They got some pretty pretty well-established wrestlers down there now and that north american championship scene right here is wow really really good shit right here i look forward to just a whole group of combination of matches between those five wrestlers i mean oh it's going to be really really good shit i hope they don't ruin it by breaking it up and making one or two of them go up to the main roster because they're just not going to have matches like that on raw and smackdown that's not really what the show is about but on nxt they still have some insanely good matches down there and this was one of them to go out of your way and check out and I think, I don't think I've talked about this one, but the um, face of the Revolution ladder match on Dynamite, it was a ladder match. I love ladder matches. This one in particular was excellent. An AEW style ladder match on free TV. Forget about it. And we'll finish it off. I feel like I went through all of them. If I missed one, I apologize, but we're going to finish it off with, with this match. Uh, this one just stood out to me as a little bit better than all the other ones. And that match was... Hikaru Shida versus Jamie Hayter on Dynamite Free Television. This was my favorite match of the year. This, I have a love affair with Jamie Hayter. I think she is 
just incredible. I think what an amazing year for her. And she is by far my favorite female wrestler in the business. I can watch her matches over and over and over again. She's so stiff. She can take a shot like nobody's like she will deliver it and take it just as good as anybody. I think she is so very, very talented. She's so pretty. She's so cute. I love Jamie Hayter so much. And versus Hukaru Shida, who is very, very stiff in her own right. I mean, wow. It was a dream match for me. And for me personally, it was my favorite match of the year. I mean, women's wrestling has come so, so, so far for me personally. I started watching wrestling hardcore in like 2002, 2003. And if you go back in the time capsule, you go back to then. Wow, it's um, it's kind of cringy to uh, to watch the women's wrestling back then. Not from just the talent level, but from the way that women were being treated back then, how they were being booked. They weren't really able to flourish and show off how athletic some of these those women were back then. A lot of it was bra and panty stuff, and it was you know on paper it sounds like a lot of fun, but. Yeah, it's a dark time for women's wrestling back then, and it's so, so good to see women's wrestling in the position that it's in right here. I mean, you talk to, like, 2005 wrestling fan me, and you tell me that I'm giving a women's match match of the year, I would probably giggle because they just weren't putting on matches of the year back then. They weren't given that opportunity. They weren't being booked in that way. They weren't given main event opportunities. So I'm just incredibly impressed with the way that the women's have just taken over. I feel not taken over, but they're definitely right there. I feel like the women's matches are just as entertaining as the men's nowadays, and I feel like there's it's really really refreshing, man. And I look I'm I'm looking forward to the future of AEW's women's division. WWE right now, I feel like they're lacking, they're struggling a little bit with the women's division, but over and over again, they've they've given their women chances and they've they've been the first to do this and the first to do that. So, it's really nice to see where women's re- wrestling has come over the long years. And that was it, man. That was my match of the year. Let's get to Let's finish off the worst of awards. Let's give out the final worst of award, and that is the worst wrestler of the year award and the nominees are almost i mean i've been bitching about this guy forever i just don't think he is a wrestler he can't move can't move next nominee tamina i mean nobody is mina than tamina it's a great catchphrase she can't wrestle i'm sorry (laughs) ronda rousey definitely has that MMA background. She can definitely rip my my arm off in real life. She can kick the shit out of me in real life, but her matches in the ring are pretty bad. They're pretty bad. Some She makes a lot of mistakes. She doesn't really know how to make a, a, a match flow that well just yet. She's still pretty green, I would say, and yeah, not, not, the, best, not the best year for Ronda Rousey. Shotzi Blackheart. I mean, I really like Shotzi, and time and time again, she just lets me down. I watch her matches... And she makes a lot of mistakes. She makes a lot of mistakes. She's a little bit shaky in there, but I'm still rooting for her, man. Even though I got, I gotta, I gotta put you in here because I mean, I needed some people. I don't like handing out this award, okay? I don't like saying. And and they're still talented. I think there's still a lot of talent with these people, except maybe almost. There's, there is a, there's something there, but not much. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he's more of a just stand and be big kind of guy, and, and don't be in the ring all that much. Don't wrestle anyway. And my final nominee is. Brock Lesnar. And the winner for the worst wrestler of the year goes to Almost. It's going to Almost. I don't care. 
Brock Lesnar, if he was around more, maybe it would go to Brock Lesnar, or maybe if Brock was around more, he wouldn't be in this category. But he, I don't know, I just don't think it's fair really to give it to Brock Lesnar. I think it's fair to nominate him, but I don't think he was really around. Didn't put on all that many matches, and almost just every single match that he did was bad. Not a single match was good. 90% of them were squash matches, thankfully, but yeah, bad. Just not good. I think he does like three moves. He moves slower than fucking, I don't know, a slow thing, like a snail or something. It's just bad, man. It's really bad. He's not the worst big man of all time, but it just, I just thought WWE, I thought we were past this with the WWE. I thought we were really bringing in a new age of these incredibly athletic big men. I mean, Bronson Reed, Keith Lee, Dijak Dijakovic. I mean, there's so many bigger... Well, not bigger. I mean, almost, yeah, he's got that goal. He's big as fuck. He's huge. He's like over seven foot tall, legitimately. He's huge. But he can't wrestle. He can't wrestle. I'm sorry, bro. I hope for the best for almost. I hope they take him out of the ring, rebrand the Hurt Business, have him just be the big security guy that only he doesn't have to wrestle. He can just come in and beat someone up quickly and be done with it. But yeah, almost really, really rough here. And. Let's finish this thing off on a good note. Let's give out my Female Wrestler of the Year Award. And your nominees are Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm, EO Sky, Riho, Bailey, and Jamie Hayter. And your award for Female Wrestler of the Year goes to... Jamie Hayter, baby. Hater's gonna hate. I don't care. Jamie Hayter is incredible. I am so happy that she is the champion right now. She's doing a fantastic job as the champion. I, I love that she doesn't... Like, she can talk. She can talk very well. Hello, baby. My kitty is here. She needs love, but... Jamie Hayter, she could talk, but she doesn't really need to because she she talks so loudly with her in-ring performances. She just she says so much with her in-ring performances. She rarely has to talk, and you just know she's incredible. Like she won us all over with her in-ring abilities and just wow. I'm so happy we're here. Hater's going to hate baby, but she is my favorite wrestler of the year. Basically it's I, I, like best is is putting it bluntly. I would say it's just my favorite. If you disagree with that, that's totally fine. This is all personal bias. It's all, it's my award show. I mean, if you want to make your own award show, go ahead. That's absolutely, I encourage it. Like I said, it's a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun right now. But I mean, I had to take out Britt Baker. I mean, I would put Britt Baker in any other year, but this, this year she didn't get in the ring all that much. She was dealing with injuries, sadly. But Britt Baker, I mean, she's phenomenal. She was still present. She made her appearances. She did a lot of talking. And uh, I can't wait for her to make her big comeback this next year, man, or this coming year, season, whatever it's going to be. I can almost guarantee that Britt Baker will be here on the Female Wrestler of the Year next year when I do this again. So congratulations, Jamie Hayter, Female Wrestler of the Year. Congratulations. And I, I, I another one, I can almost guarantee she'll be on that list again next year. Now, we'll finish it off with the Male Wrestler of the Year Award. Your nominees are John Moxley, Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, Seth Frickin' Rollins, J.D. McDonough, and M.J.F. And the award goes to, for the Male Wrestler of the Year, it's going to John Moxley, baby. Fucking right. This dude is... MVP, 
he got he got rampage he got dynamite he got aew through an awkward turbulent time one of the first times they had to deal with something like that when cm punk and all of that shit went down he was supposed to go on vacation because cm punk was gonna be a baby John Moxley had to cancel that. He still has not taken a vacation. This dude, week in, week out, dynamite, rampage, double duty, promos. This guy is the busiest guy on AEW, week in, week out. Excellent matches. I don't think the dude had a match that would be under a 6.5 for me out of 10. This guy had... I would say consistently probably the most appearances on the three star of the week. The guy, if he wrestles, he's probably going to make it into my three stars. He's just a very, very enjoyable guy to watch in the ring. Is he the most technical guy in the ring? No, absolutely not. But the dude can tell a story. He is extremely, extremely intense in the ring. He sells you on that intensity in the ring. He shows it. He makes it look as real as it is. I mean, John Moxley, I could not like... Wow, what a performance from this guy. I would say he's the MVP. Brian Danielson, a close second place. It was between those two. Danielson, I just feel like Moxley just put in more more work. Like he just consistently was putting on never put on a bad match. Never I don't think he ever had a bad promo. The guy's out of control. One of the best best in the business, man. Even though he can't put on a technical masterclass like a like a Brian Danielson, he can put on a war better than anybody I've ever seen. You give this guy thumbtacks, tables, he's going to run with it, blood. I mean, when doesn't John Moxley bleed? It kind of goes with a John Moxley match. If it if Moxley didn't bleed during the match, was it really a John Moxley match? You know what I'm saying? So that's it, man. I'm giving the award to John Moxley. JD McDonough, you might have an eyebrow raised on that one, but watch NXT. If you watch NXT week to week and you're watching JD McDonough, the dude is the best promo in there. I think he has one of the best gimmicks going in NXT, how he just like picks people apart. He knows the anatomy of every bone, every muscle. He knows how to rip it apart. He reminds me of like a modified um, Pete Dunne. Like Pete Dunne didn't do a lot of talking. I feel like JD McDonough is... Pete Dunn, but with an incredible, with incredible mic skills. So, Janie McDonough, I had to give him props. MJF, um, maybe he doesn't put on the best matches every single time. He could put on a fantastic match. We've seen it, but his promos, his entertainment level is just the best in the business in my opinion so had to give him a nomination as well and that's gonna be it everybody uh thank you so very much for listening if you've been here with the podcast throughout the first season thank you so very much for listening you've been fantastic if you want to get in touch with the podcast you want to have a question read onto the podcast you want to get involved with this podcast hit me up with an email a message on twitter uh you can send an email or a uh, DM on Twitter or on YouTube, anything like that. You want to ask a question, or you just want to let me know what you thought of the podcast over the first season, anything that maybe interests you that we can do more of. Like, like I said, I want to start doing a versus series for the gamer cast. There's a lot more gamer things that I can do. Gamer, the gamer cast is the most versatile one. I'm not really limiting myself. The wrestling one, it's 
I'm just doing a, a wrestling recap. I don't think there's really much more um, I can add to that show. So um, again, I'm all ears though to constructive criticism to things that I can do better on the show. I would love to hear from anyone out there that's listening. That's awesome. It's been a really, really enjoyable experience so far. I look forward to doing more of these. Can't wait for the wrestling awards for next year. And I get to start a nice fresh slate now and, and start uh, keeping my eyes open for the next series of best matches, best wrestlers, and all that great stuff. I hope this episode was a lot of fun for y'all to listen to as as it was for me to record this podcast. It was a lot of fun. I love doing award shows, and I really love doing this show. I love doing the WrestleCast, the GamerCast, the HockeyCast. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I hope, I hope you guys are getting some entertainment out of this if you want more of me for some reason you can go to my youtube channel i put up some video game plays up there usually just doing let's plays old school just playing through a whole entire game and just reacting to it and maybe some things are funny but you know it is what it is so if you're interested in that go over there give it a shot subscribe let me know what you think and if you have any suggestions for cool games to uh play on that on that youtube channel i'm going to be doing a resident evil village playthrough pretty soon so looking for those kind of games i like doing scary games and story driven games they're just I don't know. I just feel like they're the best to watch. So uh, if you have any suggestions like that, let me know. And again, thank you everybody who has been listening, especially the ones listening since the beginning. If you're new here, again, still thank you just as much as everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And um, yeah, man, let me know what you thought of the awards show. Let me know who you who your favorite, all your awards. Let me know who you would have given the awards to. I'd love to hear that. More than likely, some people I've missed. I mean, I've I've had this list going for a very long time, and I put a lot of thought into it. But um, you know, it it's just a fun. It was just a fun personal list. Like I said, it's not it's not forever. It's not written in stone that this is the official list, and everybody has to listen to it and honor that list. No, but. There we go. Before I ramble on for another 15 minutes for no reason and getting absolutely nowhere, I'm going to leave you guys for today. But thank you again so much for listening. Stick around for the future. We'll be, I'll be here doing my thing, baby. And enjoy the rest of your day whenever you're listening to this. I hope it gets you through whatever monotonous thing that you're doing right now, whether you're working, you're cleaning, or even if you're doing something fun. I'm just, I'm happy that you're listening. And I hope you have yourself a great day. Watch some wrestling, play some video games, and watch some hockey, why don't you?